Hey, Alex. Hi, John. You know what I hate? I do not know what you hate. What is that, John? I hate Red Sonia. I don't really hate it, but I don't like it very much. It's not very good. Yeah, I was thinking that when I was watching it too. You know, what with all the crappy stuff that's in it? It's There's a lot of that. Yeah. More than you would think. Her name was Red Sonia. She lived in a savage world in an age of violence. A fierce warrior with flaming red hair. In the Hyborian kingdom, her quest for justice and vengeance became a legend. This is how the legend began. Let me throw this out to you here. Her name was Red Sonia. She's from a savage world. <laughs> oh, gosh. I didn't mean for that to happen. I was just reading it. I'm like, oh, God. I'm re-. I was actually forcefully while reading it, trying not to read it in Copacabana cadence. <laughs> All right. Red Sonia. Here's my first gripe with the film. Flaming red hair. That is not flaming red hair. It says flaming red hair. Yeah. She's wearing a wig. Why not get flaming red hair? Like, it's not as if it's it's they couldn't find the right actress. You already have a wig. Right. So your your complaint is that the, that the wig is not red enough. Yeah. Well, that's so much complaining. At, well, I mean, I guess I'm complaining, but it's the opening crawl. Yeah. It's the main character. It's why she has her name. Yeah, she's got red hair. I don't, I don't. Yeah, but it's just kind of, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like red hair. Like just like it's shrugging red, not flaming red. You wanted like clown red. Yeah. Okay. I mean, her name's Red Sonia. Right. She has red hair. Yeah. I don't know. It's also barbarian times. People didn't know any uh, any better. It was the Hyborian age. That oh, barbarian right. times. Yeah. You same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, Read I don't a book. Know. I have. I read all the Bruce E. Howard books. Robert E. Howard. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So this is uh, arguably based on a a Robert E. Howard character. Yeah, based on uh, Red Sonia Peregrine or something like that, and though so she was a she had a sword and a pistol, which hmm. was the was the original character, and then it was uh, kind of reconnoitered, which is not the phrase. It was re kajiggered, kajiggered. Yes, close enough. Into a Marvel comic book mm-hmm. called Red Sonia, and that's the one that matches a little bit more the, the film because they basically said, "Hey." People would read this more if she could possibly run into Conan. And they're like, yeah, all right, cool. I guess she's from this time now. And arguably, Conan does show up in this movie. Yeah, let's... Sort of. You know, let's just talk about that now, I guess, because it is it is the, the Austrian in the room. Why was he not Conan? Uh, allegedly, it was like a rights issue. I never got yeah. like I never really got a clear read on that because I was I was looking that that very thing up. And, yeah, I was trying to figure it out too. But some people were like some sources were saying that there was like a, they couldn't get the rights to the name, and other people were saying that they didn't want it to be a Conan movie that it was supposed to be separate than that. Arnold had already been in the two Conan movies and some other stuff like the Terminator, and Dino De Laurentiis was like, "Hey, come be in my movie, Mamma Mia," and. He did. He showed up just to be a cameo, and then he gets there, and it's like, turns out you're in the movie a lot. Oh, I didn't read that one. Yeah. So he's uh. so after that, because he thought he was only gonna be there like a week, and he was there for four weeks, and so after that, he's like, no, I'm done with you, and he broke his contract with Dino De Laurentiis. After that, he was like, no, you you screwed me over, and I hate this. And uh, he hates it so much. He uh, in interviews he has talked about using it to punish his kids. Yeah, I saw that, which I actually found rather charming. Which yeah, it was it was cute. Also, yeah. he was in the last action hero, so that says something about this movie. What do you mean? That it was that, that this is the one that he goes. No, this one's too bad. That that uh, you're gonna watch it. As I punishment. can't believe this is happening right now. You seriously don't like last, last action hero? Not that I remember. I remember that movie's fucking great. Okay, it's like the, one of the first kind of meta yeah. movies ever made. Like that movie's wonderful. No, I remember laughing at it in the theater, but also just being like, okay, I get it. Get on with it. All right, we got next week's show. Yeah, but uh, okay, that would sort of make now that still doesn't make a lot of sense because it's not like it's not like Arnold has the power to pull the name Conan. 
Like it's no, not. It's not. Like, it's not. Well, I, I doubt uh, it's specifically Arnold. I'm sure it's like the studio. No, but what I mean is, oh, sorry. I thought you're. I thought you're positing him and uh, uh, De Laurentiis' uh, poor relationship as reason for him not being Conan. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm okay. just saying that was that was an added uh, wrinkle. Uh, oh, okay. But then, but of course, fans being awful people that they are, uh, have sort of retconned it to that Calidor, who he plays in this movie, that that's his traveling name that uh, other people in uh, fantasy novels have used. The the reference that uh, I heard in that was uh, what's his what's his fuck from um, Lord of the Rings, Mister Ga- Strider. Well, yeah, yeah. no, Gandalf. That his his travel. He's he's Molinier, whatever. Like oh, this character from the Cimmerillion or whatever. Which spoiler alert! Anyone that would ever read that book, that that he travels under the name of Gandalf. Oh, well, here's a better example from that same book, uh, and you get fifty percent credit for this. But Strider, that's mm-hmm. that's that's Aragorn, you know, first king of the Andals. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. For, you know, John Snow, first of his name, he uh, travels under Strider. Right. So uh, they're saying they're saying yeah, that that's, that he's just like he can't, he's he's got warrants. In this area, he yeah, can't yeah. be Conan, so he's going to so be So he's Calador. rolling through. I was, I was thinking that as well while it was going on, just because it just, it was so stupid to have him not be Conan because he's Conan. Right. So I just kind of in my head had a bit of that same story going like that actually is Conan. And for some reason he couldn't like, he was already in trouble with the priestess yeah. lady. Well, I just like that people. it's clearly not Conan because he's wearing a shirt and pants. Yeah. Which by the way, that outfit looks... So community theater, it's it, ridiculous. It does. There's a lot of see, and it and it and it bums me out because there's a lot of this stuff. I feel like they they used all their so much of their budget making the first set of costumes you see awesome because the movie opens up and it's uh, well the movie opens with this the rape flash last time yeah, yeah. on Red Sonia. It's I yeah, actually it's this, have that phrase in quotes on my computer. Right yeah, because it's <laughs> this it's this like quick cut thing of. What's happened to Sonia up to this point where her village has been attacked by this Queen Gedrin who's wearing a nylon on her face and her soldiers murder everyone and viciously rape her, which they, they really call that out. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they bring that point home. She meets a ghost, as one does, who in the forest that grants her the ability to take vengeance on I was not clear on that. The ghost I was, was just little, like, yeah. it sounds just more like the ghost was like her corner man. It's like, you can do it. I believe in you. Yeah, it was weird. I... I was going to say maybe the source material makes it clearer, but there isn't really source yeah. material. I mean, that's just, so, yeah. Yeah, whatever. She meets a ghost that grants her powers of vengeance or something. And uh, oh, she's also wounded Gedrin in the in the attack as well. Now, okay, so so during the, during the flashback, it just, it screams of that this is, you know, a sequel and that's scenes from the first movie. I wonder if there's, if there was like an alternate cut, not necessarily an alternate, but something like the way that was shot just seemed yeah. like way too much money to do that scene. No, if, it, I think I think that's exactly it. I think they had this. This would be my guess, anyways, that they had this footage that they shot this whole opening scene. Maybe they tested it. Maybe they just saw it and went, "Okay, let's just get on with it." People don't care. Like I, I you know, I don't know whatever the reasons were. Yeah. But, but they decided, like, let's just get the story moving. Could be any number of reasons. I don't know. But it certainly seems like that. It certainly seems like it was an effect. It was an, uh, a decision made entirely in post. Yeah, it was just, it was odd. I mean, as far as, I mean, there was no way that, that as I'm referring to it as, like, the the the, the rape flashback, it was going to be awkward. It's like watching the girl with the dragon tattoo awkward, where it just, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, you know, like, you That's... know, this is, this is a great movie and I really want to watch it. But also, oh, there's two pretty... Vicious yeah. rapes. And so it's kind of, a, I don't mean to call into question the filmmaking abilities of the people behind Red Sonia, but maybe not open with yeah, that was, the rape. That was a, I mean, it's really the fact that they really underlined it was. was yeah, like it was. The, if it was just like, no, we were, we were attacked and savaged. It's sort of, yeah, implied, but I was kind of surprised that they were just, yeah. you know, oh, okay. But so we see this and then we get this backstory about Red Sonia and then it goes right to the temple thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, wait, before we get to the temple, did you write down the greatest name in cinema history? Uh, Flo Hyman? N- no, better than Flo Hyman. There's somebody in this movie called Giuseppe Rotund. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. No. Which, yeah, that guy wasn't made fun of for his name at all. No. Yeah, he's, I don't even see who he was, but I saw it. In the, it's in the credit sequence, but Giuseppe Rotund. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> because, you know, hey, you know, you have to take a lot of joy in the world. And when you see the name Giuseppe Rotund. That'll do it. Oh, I hope he's fat. Uh, he would have to be. 
Okay, just so on pasta. That's so that's when we uh, cut to Vasini is throwing ninja stars at the temple. Right. Well, so there's this there's this temple where these uh, priestesses are worshiping, doing something with this with this talisman. Well, they're trying to destroy the talisman. Right. Which is, is when this, when they're joined. Yeah. Is, which really bad timing. Yeah. So it's this big glowing thing, and and Gedrin and her forces attack, and Gedrin's forces are cool. They're samurai looking, and they have these like kabutos with skulls on the top. Yeah. I was thinking, okay, I've never seen this movie before. This is kind of badass. I can get on board with this. Seems kind of cheesy, but like the costuming is really neat. It is, but the Vicini looking guy, uh, that's her second command, the one with the wet uh, Wallace Shawn. Yeah, Wallace Shawn by way of Robert Blake in Lost Highway. (laughs) Yes. He is so out of place in that scene. Like, well, he's so just unathletic and just kind of, like... It, well, it's also not really established that he has any magic powers or anything. He just looks like, if you're going to go raid this castle, bring your brother along. Yeah, here's what he looks like. He looks like someone that actually would die if he didn't get a mint jewel up that damn second. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, yes. that's, that's, that's what go. I'm going with. <laughs> I needed to find a way to put that into words, <laughs> and I believe that I've got it perfectly. I think that does it. So anyway, he's got weird, gross, wet sh- wall of shog lips. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that scene was awesome, and I and it gave me such hope for this movie. Right. One, the priestesses looked like they're fighting well. Like the, yeah. the fight choreography in this movie is great for you know for an eighty five film. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 pre- priestess ladies are kicking ass. Like they're really, I mean, but they're overwhelmed and by you know superior numbers and shit. Cool, right? Like what a th- you know this is like Bechdel test. Yeah, fuck you, ladies, kicking ass. Like it was, really, just, it, was yeah. it was a well done scene. Yeah. It was it was interesting and yeah, they, it was fighting us on board with it. They get the talisman and well. I'll wait and talk about that at the end, how sort of stupid the talisman is. Okay. But but during the talisman, one of the best scenes in the film is where she makes that dude touch it. Yes. And he just winks out. He just winks out like it's a David Lynch movie. It's great. There's not a bit of special effect. Yeah. I loved it. It's not even, I don't even want to say effect. It's not, it's so unspecial. It's it's just just cut. It's just not there anymore. Oh, I was laughing out loud. Oh, oh, the hilarity. Because, because only women can touch it. We're getting introduced to the film, so I don't think it needs to be fully explained quite yet. So right. let's be annoyed that it never gets fully explained later. Well, so it's just, yeah, it's a magical doodad that that uh, Gedrin wants. And one of the priestesses, Varda, is able to, I'm sorry, Varna, is uh, able to escape. And uh, she runs into the mighty Lord Kalidor, who we've mentioned before is clearly not Conan, but is absolutely Conan. Oh, he's he's played by uh, that guy. He didn't go anywhere. That dude from the eighties, that yeah. big guy. Uh, you know, he was like he was like if it was, if he didn't get Stallone, you got him. That one. He was in right. that robot from the like the future. Dolph movie? Lundgren. You're thinking of Universal Soldier. I, I was thinking of He Man, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So she runs into Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. So she's like, hey, random guy. I'm dying. Help me find my sister. And he goes, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. I was just yeah. kind of hanging out here. And this, again, like I'm totally on board with this movie because we're then introduced to Red Sonja who's training with this this, yes. this old like Japanese master or something. And she's fighting with him and all these guys and, and also cool armor are watching her. And they're fighting in this big arena that's overlooked by a statue of a warrior pooping. Yes, like he's supposed I, to be just like sitting there, but it looks like he's taking it. I love that statue. Yeah. I, I actually love like that. This this whole movie is just filled with great sets. Like there's yeah, so there's many, well great sets and matte paintings. Yeah. Like they're they're corny, but they're kind of great. Like yeah. they just make these huge vistas that actually look cool. Yeah, the samurai stadium uh, is it, it, great. And then like the I think it's the next scene where they have uh, she's traveling somewhere and you see like broken statuary in the background. Yeah, which is like. For a movie this cheesy ass, that's like cool detail. There's some, like, yeah, some nice world, world building. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look at us saying the same words yeah, at, at the that. same time. But that that scene where she's training sets up this this reoccurring theme in the movie of uh, gross old men being like, oh boy, if only I could have sex with you. Yeah, he uh, said it a little bit more politely than that. Barely. Yeah. He said, uh, basically, you shouldn't hate all men because, you know, uh, getting funky is a good thing. Right. And he said, you know, if it was 30 years, uh, if I were if I were 30 years younger, I'd, 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 I'd tap that ass. Or, right. Know. No, that was yeah. exactly, that was verbatim yeah. what he said. And they said, you know, every good every good sword needs its sheath. And then he looked down, like kind of like, Ugh. yeah. Then he then he said, wink out loud. <laughs> he, uh, actually, he drew an emoji in the dirt at the stadium. <laughs> uh, but then 
then what's his face? Kalidor shows up and is like, oh, hey, I was sent to find you. Turns out Red Sonia is, is Varna's sister. And Varna's like, only you can destroy this talisman. Go get the talisman. It Was he? So later in the movie, he, he says that he was actually trying to get to that temple. Right. To, to save them uh, or help, help them destroy the thing. At some point in the movie, don't they actually say that he's actually like a lord or something yeah, like that? The, the, oh, I answered my own question. I yeah. forgot that part happened. Yeah. <laughs> there are parts of this movie it was really hard to pay no, attention yeah. to. <laughs> this, is a, this is a very boring movie. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, I, I really liked parts of this. Yeah. But there were swaths of like, oh, sure ride your horse there. Yep, yeah. Well, and, and stuff that should be exciting that kind of just keep going. So I'm still on board with the movie at this point. Like, it's cheesy, but okay, it's it's fun. Because they're, they're starting on their quest now. And Oh, and also, sorry, before you just... Artist Schwarzenegger is good as fuck riding horses. I I didn't really even notice. Well, because they had one shot where he like stops at that bridge and then like turns the horse around like uh, like in almost the same spot, like a, like a really tight turn in your car. Hmm. Like he made a U turn, but that happened to do a K turn. Oh, with it, but like it was a full shot of him on the horse. So like he came to like a really quick stop. Did like this? Re- I, I was just. I don't think of him as talented at all. It's just he's very muscly. But see, I would disagree because this movie made me think of him as talented. To see what he's become versus what he is in this movie. Mm. And basically what anyone is in this movie. Brigitte Nielsen is terrible. She is unbelievably bad. And and, uh, Sandal Bergman, who plays uh, Gedrin, who is like Conan's love interest. Yeah, she was Conan. the lady from yeah. the other Conan movie. And right? so yeah. she was supposed to be Red Sonia, but her agent was like, no, she doesn't want to be typecast. So she decided to play the villain. She's awful. Her lines felt dubbed over by someone who was just reading a script. It was, yeah, it was very not good. Uh, but I, you know, I, I sort of chalk up some of Brigitte Nielsen to not, English is not her first language, but I don't even think that's it. I don't know. I'm not sure if she's capable of real human emotions. Yeah, she was she was stultifyingly bad. Yeah. And not very athletic in her sword fighting. Like, no, there's not a lot of... She hunches a lot. Stand up straight, please. Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, draw for her or, or kind of... Like, the thing with, with Schwarzenegger, he's so big that you kind of go, yeah, of course he's Conan. Like, I mean, look the size yeah. of that dude. So he doesn't really need to act that much because he, you know, he pulls it off with physicality. Right. She's just kind of... She didn't even look that big. Like, I know she's like a big lady, but it's not like, like. Well, it's interesting to me because, so while while we were talking about sort of the neat matte paintings and some of the set designs in this, visually, it's very workman. There's there's nothing very interesting about it. The camera, for, for good or ill, spends no time languishing on Red Sonia's body at all. She is not sexy nor powerful. She is just there. Yeah. Um, in the same way that there's some amazing scenes later that we'll get to that... I have, I have complained several times, uh, possibly on this show, about how I hate independent film. Independent filmmaking in the 90s was like, let's make a play, a movie. And independent filmmaking now is, let's have soft focus or shallow focus on dust motes. And that image, empty images are now replacing actual emotion. Uh, that being said, I would have liked to have seen more of that in this. Like, there's not a lot of, I understand budget being what it is and what we can do now or whatever, but there's just so much stuff that could have been visually so much more interesting, like the room full of candles, for example, uh, which we'll, which oh, we'll get to a yeah, little bit later. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's then just like, here's a room, there's a bunch of candles in it. You know what I mean? Like, there, the can, there, there's no there's no fantasticness to the way it's shot. It's all yeah. just kind of, if if the matte paintings and all that stuff weren't that cool, it, it sort of rests on that. Because it's, it's just sort of like, okay, here's the scene, let's shoot this, and now we're moving yeah. over here and shooting this. It's shot like, and and I'm a fan of his, or at least his first bunch of movies, but it's shot like a Kevin Smith movie, where it's just something that doesn't really have any kind of, like, directorial skill. Yeah. So it's just plug the camera down in the center and then, you know, shoot it. And then maybe we'll get a second shot from, you know, from stage yeah, I mean, right. But that's, and there's, yeah, there's really- some moments that are, that are pretty, like, when they're uh, fighting in the woods, just her and, her and Kalidor. Like, that is, the, yeah. There's some beautiful stuff in there. But generally, it's just there. They're just be- guessing that the set designs are so neat and majestic. Or they just didn't give a shit and had no money. And we're just like, let's just get this thing done. Yeah, I it's, I feel like I feel like they had to cut some scenes for some reason, and that really fucked the movie because like it's it, it does run short, but it just sting, I don't know it just it and you can tell like they rerun footage of him riding his horse mm-hmm. and uh, him on the in the in the robot scene for being Red Sonia too. Like Calador gets her out of a lot of jams, 
And it's not even like the hero's journey. It's not like she's learning to use her power or something. She's apparently just badass. I mean, you see her like she's training, but it's already established that, yeah, she's badass. But then constantly Kalidor is, ba- is bailing her out of stuff. For So this next sequence, they're trying to get to where Gedrin is, and she encounters Lord Brightag, uh, the sort of um, ruler of this mountain pass. Uh, but before she gets there, she uh, she stops by Hablock, the destroyed... Kingdom of Havelock, oh, which yeah, is ruled yeah. by, by the kid, worst yeah. character, Ruby Rod of his day. Now, that kid was in a lot of movies in the 1980s. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. His dad was the fight choreographer for this movie. Ah. Yeah. So he's this little uh, he's this little brat, which I've never understood that this as a character showed up in so many movies. They're like the spoiled little jerk that we're supposed to find endearing somehow. Yeah. And I don't follow. his bodyguard... Uh, Polly Walnuts. Yeah. Hey, yo, I'm in a fantasy movie over here. Like, everyone having broken English somehow kind of adds to this whole thing. And even, even like, Gedron has this very sort of flat accent kind of thing, and it's it's fine. But when you have an extra of the Sopranos show up, it just kind of breaks the, the fourth wall for me. It just... And that part was, was by far the worst of the film. So... That little kid doing the, the I, I I don't find that like precocious or adorable yeah. at all. Like it's just he was just a rude. It's, it's irritating, and, and I've never liked that character. But that scene is so 1920s slapsticky, where it's like, oh, I'm on the hand and I'm falling oh, yeah. this way, and there's just so much like do 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 do, like just it's like here's here's the comic relief, everybody. Oh, it's so just ham handed and and obvious, and oh god, I yeah that that, that probably. Not that I would rate this movie on a star, but if I was like, uh, if this was a good movie, that would have lost an entire star for me. Just that scene. Sure. Like, it could be the best movie ever made, and it's getting four stars just for that four minutes. It, it, God, damn, it made me terrible. long for the guy from Conan the Destroyer that, that ate the jewels. But so, yeah, they meet the, they meet these two, and they have some hilarious moments with, because Gedron has, has laid waste to his kingdom. So we're just introduced them. That's, that's the whole thing. They're going to show up later, but... After right after she deals with him, she deals with this Lord Brytag guy who's just this this bandit king that's just like, oh, you want to yeah. get through here? You got to pay me the iron price or I'm going to bang you. And she decides to fight him and uh, does and wins. But then all his minions are chasing after her until Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up. And it's like, no, I got you. Saves the day. And then it's like, well, no, I'll stay and fight them all while you run away. Well, yeah. So this is one of the first one of the first cases of uh, you know Schwarzenegger being the 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 Deus ex machina kind of thing where he just shows up out of nowhere multiple lines. But she also is selectively shit at fighting. Mm. It, like for somebody that's like you know we introduced to her as like I'm a spirit of awesome. Here, have some awesome. Right. And then then it's we're a team of of. Japanese people in the wrong part of the world. You're the best sword fighter ever. Yeah. And then she goes, there's a wrestling term called going 50-50 with someone where they get in as much offense as you and it's kind of, you kind of win by like, you know, last gasp. And you're Mm -hmm. not supposed to do that. Like you're supposed to have like jobbers. Like it's supposed to be, you know, Hulk Hogan beats up, you know, the the Night Watchman or whatever. Right. She doesn't, like she, like if she were Hogan, the Night Watchman would like nearly win every match. Like she doesn't dominate any of her fights. Which really undercuts the character a lot. Well, it's hard it's, to it's, kind of root for. Well, it can't. The movie can't tell if it's like, again, if it's a sort of origin story of her like becoming great, but, or that she's already great. Yeah, they so didn't really make that make no. up their mind on that, and that really it's it it leaves the movie like kind of confused. So, so you are almost feeling like this Schwarzenegger's film. Yeah, oh, and, and I, I think and I think that's kind of what they wanted to a degree because that's they just want to get butts in seats. Yeah. I, this is another part of the film that just overall, and as it gets about to talk about it, because it's particularly egregious there. Morricone's score in this is terrible. Oh yeah, I liked the main theme. I thought it was. I thought it was great. The main, I, probably the, the, the or at least the opening stuff, like where he's playing off of. But like the score during that like Braytech fight is really awful. Like it's just like this oh, upbeat. Yeah. Like it's almost like a polka kind of number. Is really really awkward. I did not like it. Sam, I am. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just like the uh, the main theme, and I kind of forgot about the rest of it. So I don't remember when this shows up, because we're about to this we're about to the scene where so Falcon Joey Gabagool and yeah the flying luck dragon yeah, yeah. and the and the kid 
they join Sonya on her quest, and because uh, they want to get Gedrin too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they yeah she so she beats her way. Well, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger beats his way. Uh, so she gets through Braytex. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. He runs into the little kid and the fat guy. And then it turns out like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, we hate your we hate that lady, too. So I guess we should all hang out together. Right. And that's uh, and then uh, they they cross this bone bridge, which is this animal, which was a cool map painting again, like this animal. Oh, yeah, that was badass. But yeah. uh, but like just so run out where she's like, well, I'm going to go see. I need to make sure it's safe. When you see this long shot of her walking on the back of the thing across and then back. Yeah, it's fine. And then they go. Yeah, again, I, I it's one of those like, oh, they really needed to. Yeah, there was the no yeah. danger or anything. It was just, it was, it was like someone kicking the tires or just, you know, an old man like knocking on a on a piece of wood furniture and be like, oh, that's sturdy. That's all that was. And yeah. it took way too long. It, this is when we get introduced to her magician where they're doing the, the okay, magician see, stuff. Yeah. That's, I wasn't sure if this was happening yet because that character is amazing. Yeah. All the the, the the Ming the Merciless looking guy. Yeah. Yes. The, oh, I was going to just point out the titty dancer joke. It's the best joke at any yeah, movie so ever. Yeah. So this guy. So we're, we're in we're in Gedrin's um, lair, and she has the talisman. And this is this is basically like yeah when she she's puts the talisman in this room full of candles. There's a bajillion candles in there. Yeah. And I'm watching it by myself. And out loud to my cat, just going, "Geez, got enough candles." And then they make that same joke in the movie, and then yeah. I feel bad about it. But it is just it. You could have made this, and they try to make it kind of artful or whatever. But it's just sort of presented like here's this room full of candles, and the reason is is the talisman needs uh, light in order to to be powerful. And there's a storm coming that's going to make it even more powerful somehow. So they're kind of waiting for that. But for now, they're charging it up with that. Eichel is expressing his concern about like, uh, be careful. This thing's awful powerful. And that's when we're introduced to her court magician who that this doesn't have a single speaking part, like doesn't say anything, I think, ever. And no, I don't think he does. He just, yeah, he looks like Ming the Merciless from the from Flash Gordon. He's got big fake nails. And he want they I don't they she just shows up. I don't think they they like introduce him or anything. He's just there and like, oh cool, come on in. It's brought to her attention that there's some people violating the perimeter. So like, well, show me on the on your magic screen who these people are. So the so the magician starts pouring potions into a thing that's going to make this screen show something, and it shows a topless lady belly dancing. Yeah, and everyone looks at him like, you know, he's like, oh, from my private stash. Whoops, yeah, that was the best joke ever. When he sees it, all he does is just whatever he's doing, but harder. Yeah. Like he's holding something that's bubbling and he just like holds it more and then it becomes the other yeah. scene. It's just executed so artlessly and 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 poorly. Oh, I thought it was the best. Oh. I, I, so good. And it just it's it's like, here, look at this picture I took on the way to work today. And you accidentally show a dick pic on your yeah. phone. Like it's just so, or your browser history being open. Like it's such. But, it, but it's I, also I, just like, when, what movie am I watching? It, it just felt out of place. Oh, of uh, course it's out of place. Everything in this movie is out of place. I just thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I wanted to see more of that character because he was so ridiculous. Unfortunately, yeah. we do, but, but uh, still not enough. And so then, yeah. So they're they're waylaid by the sto- by uh, she commands him to to give them a little storm, and so they're waylaid by the storm in a in a cave. She talks to uh, uh, Falcon Gabagool, and they go, "Oh, where's the prince? The prince has wandered off, and he has wandered further into this cave, which is actually like an old civilization or something like that, and finds these old statues." Oh, okay, that's right. Because the because yeah. because of the rain, the the caves are filling up with water where he is, but there's this giant pearl in one of the statues' mouths. And he's like, oh, Falcon, get this pearl. We can rebuild my kingdom with it. Falcon starts getting it out. And when he, as soon as he does, after an extraordinary amount of time, he pries the thing loose, and then this giant metal monster appears. At first, I thought that was awesome. Uh, again, like, the movie fooled me, because you see these close-ups of, of it, yeah. and it's shooting out this metal forked tongue. And when it first arrives, it seems huge and awesome. And then it's just the low budget Bert I. Gordon, Roger Corman thing of like, here's the underwater shot of the monster. And then here's people reacting to it. Yeah. And so they start trying to fight it. And because it's made of metal, their swords aren't doing anything. And this goes on for a very long time. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. And then guess who shows up? Calador. Hooray. Again, it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then he's having trouble fighting it. And then they figure out somehow that the only way to kill it is to blind it. Well, he says, 
Um, I cannot kill it. It is a machine. All right. And then he says, Sonya, help me take its eyes. And, right. and there's no explanation. But no, you just but that's during how that you beat scene, his machine. They they have this 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 overshot where where Schwarzenegger's holding onto the back of the this uh, this prop monster and being dragged around in the water. Mm-hmm. And they cycle that shot at least four times. Yeah. The exact same shot. It's like, motherfucker, they ran out of shit for this movie. Like, oh yeah. boy. Well, and that yeah. scene did not need padding because it's it's no. not even like that exciting. It starts off kind of exciting, but then it just gets very, yeah, this isn't working. We know. Let's get on with it. Yeah. And yeah, he rides the thing around for a while and no one can figure it out. And he's like, oh, pry out its eyes. And then it, it's, it waits there very patiently while they, while they pry at its eyes. They do. And then everyone's fine. And they climb out. It's then that we figure out that she's like, how come you, you're following me? And uh, they're in this lovely wooded area. And she's like, why are you following me? And he's like, well, turns out I'm the lord of these priestesses. And I was there too. If they can't destroy the orb, then it was my job to destroy the orb, even though I can't touch it. But I was, I was going to destroy it. Okay. And then, then they have the moment, which I actually kind of liked this, that, so he's, he's throwing mad game at her. And she says that I can't, you know, I'm only interested in a man that can beat me in a fair fight. And so they have a fight. Well, they, first, this is this is important the way this. The, first, he does the he puts a sword to her throat while she's sleeping. Oh, right, yeah. And he's, he's like, if you yield now, I'll put my dick in you or well, whatever. She, yeah. Well, because she says that. And then lawless like, impression, by the way. Well, yeah. She <laughs> says that and then just goes and lays down. She's like, no, I only beat a man in a fair fight. Time for bed. Yeah. And uh, he's he's all uh, horked up. Uh, so he's going to. Um, yeah, he he basically threatens her life as you do, and uh, then they have a sword fight, and they're equally matched. There, so now now she's great again. She's great at sword fighting again. Well, no, she isn't though, because he's just some asshole. She's endowed by a goddess right. and taught by magical ninjas. Well, she should smoke his ass if he's Conan though, which he may or may not be. But is Conan magical? I thought Conan was just you know strong. Yeah, that's all you need. He's, but he's like the best. Oh, yeah, he's I mean, the most strong. All right, yeah, all right, fine. That just annoyed me. But so, I did. But I, but I like that they were evenly matched and like that. So that nothing came of it. And that, I love how long the scene went on. Yeah. That they just kept trying to fight after a while. Like it was just really fun. And like them just being exhausted by the tree. That, yeah. Yeah. How protracted that scene was, I thought actually kind of worked and it made yeah. me actually like these characters that 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 was going on. Because then yeah, because the kid wants to in on it because he thinks someone's trying to fight Sonya. Like, oh, no, we're just practicing. Mommy and daddy are just wrestling. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just look over there. They kind of, they come to a standstill and pass out by a tree. Then they go to Gudrun's castle. And it was, again, just get on with the movie where they're having this whole discussion about like, well, who should guard the door? And it was basically just like, well, not me, not me, not me. And then they managed to convince the little kid to do it. Cool, I guess. It was just like a long way to go. Um, instead of just being like, hey... You guard this door. We're going to go in here. They well, to, like, I thought fool him into it. Uh, well, I think that was, and and I'm saying this in heavy, heavy, sarcastic quotes. That's character development because they yeah. know him so well I, that they yeah. know that's the. You know. You're absolutely right. I just hated this kid and wanted. Uh, yeah, so no, he's to he's fucking terrible. Like he's a punchable little bastard. But the worst part is he could have kicked the shit out of us if we tried to punch him. Oh, that's because he's very good at fighting yeah. for a kid. Yeah. Has he has he had a fight scene? Yeah, but he got his ass handed to him because okay. that was that was when she t- when she was teaching him uh, how to how to fight in that one spot. Uh, he goes, "Oh, those vandals took my weapon away like immediately or whatever." Oh right, yeah. I don't remember the scene where that happened, but it's I remember I remember them saying that he was in a fight. But so anyway, yeah. So they they're trying to. But I'm trying to think of how this all works out because like they split up or something. So I, I no, don't remember here's how here's it's... what. Okay, so this is what happens. I remember this part clear as day, John. All right. The fat guy says, here, uh, I'm going to give you a bone. And he gives a bone to the little kid. Oh, so right. Yeah. To the little kid. And then uh, cut to the fat guy. He still has a bone. Yo, he gives, he gives the kid a smaller bone. There was two? Yeah. He has a big, larger bone to, to whack dudes with. Yeah. I heard and that. Then, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Euphemism yeah. for penis. So that's when they, but okay, so they go, they see three three hallways, yeah. and uh, one's like, "Hey, I always tell lies," and the other one's like, "I always tell the truth." Uh-huh. And then and then Harry Potter got to the got to it with Cedric Diggory, and then so they took three uh, Cedric paths. Cedric the Entertainer, yes. yes. <laughs> and and fat guy, like, of course, you think the path that made him fall on a table, yeah. And it's oh, it's hilarious because he was fat and he, and he fell on a table. Yeah, he falls on this table, then breaks in half where all these guys are, and he's like. How's the food around this place? Yeah, something like that. It was Mama me. Yeah. Hey, how's the gabagool? Yeah, it was so. Yeah, I've seen that guy in other stuff. I think he was Bluto in Altman's Popeye. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised. He had a very familiar face. He was in he was in Crime Wave, the the very poorly reviewed, correctly so movie directed by the Coens and written by Sam Raimi. Uh, him and him and uh, Brian James. Oh, I don't know that films. one. It's really not good. It's got it's got some moments in it, but it's it's. No, I'm uh, curious. What, what, do you remember this guy's name? Like Paul Best or something like that. Paul L. Smith, but as, oh Smith, as Paul Smith. Uh oh my God, he was in Dune. Oh yeah, he was he was Count. Uh, yeah, holy crap! You're right. He was he was a uh, Bluto. Yeah, he squeezes a little rat thing in the in, in the juice box in Dune. Yeah, he was in Maverick, greatest movie ever made. Yeah, Crime Wave, Dune. Yeah, he was the Beast Raban. Uh, yeah, Count Raban. Well, yeah, he was a, he was a working actor for a really long right. time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So Joey Gabagool uh, bust the table. So they've blown their cover there. What's Calador and Sonya doing? I they're just like, they're just in the other two hallways, and then they just jump into the scene. The okay. entire scene is them all three entering the room at the same time, except they wanted to have the hilarious bit where oh, the fat guy okay. broke the table. Then they jump in the fight, and it's just, hey, we're gonna fight the bad guys. So you you get the the, the hand is there, and Danny Rand is. Ugh. Oh, that's. Oh, by the way, this this movie is exactly analogous to the Defenders in that Danny Rand is that little fucking annoying kid, and he. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen the show. Yeah, I'm gonna take I, your word for it. I believe as, it. No, no. But I as I was saying it. this, I realized. Oh yeah, I believe John was the one I had a full conversation with that you haven't seen Iron Fist. Yeah. That probably haven't seen the Avengers. No, but I, this is this is a dumb thing for me I, to say. I, out loud. I fully believe it. But so this this leads me to a whole thing with this movie where while this is happening, Eichel, the Queen's lackey, has changed into his evening wear. He's he's changed into his evening gown. Oh yeah. Now and he looks and, fabulous. Uh, it's, it's great. It's a great like wizard's robe. It yeah. makes him seem like more powerful than he actually is. And he's starting to be like, hey, this talisman is tearing the castle apart. The talisman is becoming too powerful and it's shaking everything and things are going bad. So at no point do our heroes should have even bothered with this. Like the, the yeah. talisman takes care of itself, basically. Okay, but let's not open up this can of worms because then I'm going to point to a certain uh, uh, Nazi fighting archaeologist that you could make the exact same. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. Because there's there's a lot of movies that frankly, if the heroes didn't get involved, probably yeah. less people would have gotten hurt. Right? Yeah. And this is this is one of them yeah. because like this this Talisman would have just done what it eventually does and self destruct the castle and yeah. fall into the. But so Eichel's getting upset about it, and so he leaves, and then leaving runs into the little shit. Ugh. And there's a terrible scene of a sort of fight, I guess. Okay, so they fight, and then he. Just rolls under a yeah. Giant so I, door. I think I think what's supposed to be happening because because he's trying to leave and the kid's like, "You've got my riches. I see you have like these these uh, uh, purses full of wealth. I want them." So he slashes them open, and so he and the guy kind of shove each other a little bit, and then the kid goes to. I think the idea is the kid goes to close the door, and Eichel is like, "This is this giant rolling, uh, you know, boulder in front of Jesus's tomb kind of thing." Uh, and I think Eichel's idea was to duck under it and make an escape, but he trips and then just gets crushed by it. Is that what it was? But it's to done. Happen? Yeah, but it seems like he just sort of like, cool. Now is my way out of this film. Hops under <laughs> yeah. it and just like, wee. It's really awkward. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't really f- figure out what was supposed to be happening there. So he gets crushed because there's a lot of there are several moments in this movie where there's some prolonged violence happening to people, like that. Like we talked about the opening, but then when the when the priestesses are being attacked by Gedrin at the beginning there's this huge pit in the in the center of their altar which i think maybe they're planning to throw the talisman or something and they dump a whole bunch of people into it her her soldiers and you could hear them screaming for a long amount of time while they slowly close it back up it was very upsetting uh, yeah, that, that scene was almost effective, but uh, the, the reason I didn't mark it down was when it closed, the, the, the rock made a really huge noise and they cut too awkwardly. Because yeah. it would have been super cool if the rock just made a, not a subdued noise, but just the the more, w- what you heard was their voices going away when the rock yeah. closed on top. Would have been like, oh, that was really cool. Yeah, but they yeah. didn't do that. No. They made a big, dumb rock noise yeah. and it just took away from any of the kind of, you know, implied horror. Yeah. yeah it was just a big guitar riff. Exactly. Big yeah. rock noise. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So he gets he gets crushed, uh, joyfully crushed. The, I got a little confused here, uh, as I have been throughout this whole movie. Apparently, well, it's not but, very clear. Is the problem? So they get to Gedrin. Yes. Red Sonia shows up to Gedrin's throne room, and Gedrin is in there, but it's not Gedrin. It's like a young Ged. Is that like her daughter? 
Who's the person sitting on the throne? Oh, that's just, no, that lady's always standing next to her. That's just okay. some lady. That's her like right. her handmaid. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, because yeah. I was just like, wait, who is that? Because she's like, help me. I've you know she's holding me hostage, and Sonya just goes in, and Gedrin gets the gets the drop on her, and they start fighting. No, 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 no. the help me thing. She says it to the little the little prince kid. Because that's how she, that's how she, then she holds a knife to his neck. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So it's very important because yeah. that kid learns nothing and is dumb. Right. Yeah. So gets the drop on this, on this kid. Audience at home, I really wish you could see John's disgusted faces of, of, oh God, this, this yeah. fucking scene. Because it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> comes in, yeah. So then Gedwin has him, whatever. Sonia gets, Sonia shows up. Yeah. And they're fighting. Uh, Again, going 50-50 with she's a magical sword wielder and she's going like her her fucking that lady is just as good at sword fighting. Yeah, like, it's, I, just, it's not really yeah indicated that she's a great warrior or anything yeah. up to that. She just is, is powerful. And she's wearing this gold, this weird gold mask the whole time because Sonya has cut her face and she has this huge scar, which I like because Red Sonya gives her whole speech about you know, you murdered my family and all this, you know, how dare you? You've, you've ruined my life, ruined my village, killed everyone I loved. And then Gedwin's like, yeah, but look what you did to my face. Yeah. Like, yeah, you still are alive though. I, I don't know. It's just said. Yeah, she irony. brings up a good point. I mean, you know. It's true. She does. She up. does have a slight scar on her face. Yeah. I mean, she's hideous now. That beautiful uh, Hollywood actress. She's hideous yeah. with that scar on her face. The whole time the castle is just collapsing around them because the talisman is just taking care of itself and they fight and. Uh, oh, the 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 weird alchemist wizard guy, conjuring stuff to help to help fight against Sonya. He's he's got this some concoction that he's running a knife over that will create slashes over her body. Yeah, and also would uh, teleport uh, evil Lynn or whatever the hell the lady's yeah. name is. Eh. Yeah, just uh, yeah by by pouring something into something else, she would disappear and reappear somewhere yeah. else. Lounging a lot of the times, which yeah. I like, because that's for some reason. If you're a female, if you're if you're a villainess, you're, you've got to do a lot of sexy lounging yeah. stuff. Well, and they, so he can only do it. Apparently, it's like in in Roger Rabbit um, when Eddie Valiant and Roger Rabbit are handcuffed, and that's a huge part of the movie. And then when he's they finally got a hacksaw and they're going to cut it off, Roger Rabbit can just take his hand out. It's like, wait, you're telling me the whole time you could just take your hand out of the handcuffs? No, I could only do it when it's funny. The alchemist um, guy can only do something when it's dramatic. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know why he wasn't sitting there just slashing, just like, oh, I can I can hurt you by running a knife over some water. Yeah. Just do that until she's dead. But it was always like, no, I, wah, here you go. You're still coming, but I can do it again. Well, And then uh, can dramatically make her disappear and then do it, yeah. So you can only do it with a flair of the dramatic. Exactly, because John, there's a lot of you, a lot you don't know about using practical magic, which, as you know, as a person that has dabbled in the arts, and I got to tell you, intention, thought, and the power of attention on what you want is very important. And you can't just willy nilly go, "Oh, I need, I need that, I need that lady's leg to be cut." You have to focus on it. You have to, you have to bend the world to your whim, and then cut the leg lightly of the lady that's running in. I see. That's how magic works. Okay. See, I've only watched Practical Magic with Sandra Bullock. Uh, I've based my life on it. <laughs> that is ex- Yeah. No, so much stuff is is explained now. Uh, but yeah, so, and then she just like runs over to him and murders him and he kind of lets it happen. He's just like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to actually pay attention to me. Uh, so she dispatches him and then they have a sword fight and Gedrin falls into a pit. Yeah, she's dead. Without, but actually the one thing that she does without Conan's help or Kalidor's help. Because they're actually they go into the they go into the room where where the the talisman is the the candlelit room. Oh, is it does it? Yeah. So he's he's trying to lift a door this whole time. Well, that's time, to get right? her. That's to get her out. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what she's that trying was, to escape. I was trying to remember the, where the fuck he went. Yeah, because yeah, she she's uh, she needs to get out of the room and and he can't lift the door. So he gets Falcon shows up. Then he, Falcon and him are lifting the door, and then she tries to crawl in her, gets stuck somehow, and it's easily it's fine. Yeah. Like, he's just like, hey, help her through. And he does. And oh, it's well, not very well, dramatic well, or interesting. Well, she, she destroys the, uh, the, the, the talisman. Right. Yeah. She, 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 she finishes the job by just basically just knocking it over into which, the pit. Which, by the way, Red Sonya drops the talisman into the lava right away. Hear that, Frodo? Yeah. 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 In your face, Tolkien. Yeah. That's how a lead character destroys a magical object. Doesn't vastly, doesn't have to have a monster jump yeah. on her back and bite his, bite her finger off. No, just drop it in the fucking lava in the first place. Women get shit done. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they save the day. And then... Uh... Oh, no, no. Then they escape a castle that explodes about 47 times. Oh, yeah, that's true. And the outside shots of that castle exploding 
are so incongruous with what you're experiencing on the inside of the castle. Yes. So they're like, hey, we're in the top floor of this castle. Cut to outside of the castle. The entire top four floor is completely exploded. Cut back in the castle. One boulder fell. Oh, we should keep, probably keep getting yeah. out of here. And that shot outside of the castle exploded dozens of times. It's yeah. so poorly done. We've done this. We've got this effect. It looked good. Let's just reuse it. Yeah. And then, so they run away from the castle and then uh, somehow they get like four miles away at about six seconds mm-hmm. and then turn around, watch the castle explode. That was the exact same height while they're in it somehow. Right, it yeah. took... uh, and they get out and then, they, then they're going to go their separate ways. Uh, I guess uh, the little shit has money. He's happy to go. And then she and Conan, because uh, this kid keeps having a, a thing about... Uh, Making making Red Sonia his wife one day, perhaps. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, or you know, finding finding a wife, and then Kalidar gives a thing about like, oh, you know, I could only find a woman. Uh, you know, I would I would only be with a woman that could beat me that could beat me in a fair fight. And Sonia goes, oh, well, let's try that. And they clash swords a couple of times, and then very awkwardly kiss. Yeah, like they just sort of jam their faces together. Not not a passionate kiss. No, very yeah. strange. Although they apparently were having an affair on set. Really? Is, I mean, it's Schwarzenegger had sex with a lot of people on, yeah. uh, on set. But I mean, that, that just showed you how bad they are at acting. Yeah. That that they couldn't even pull off, like, them being attracted yeah. to one another. Uh, you know, we managed to go through this whole movie without uh, without pointing out just how terrible her, her acting is. It's very bad. Well, we, we yeah. It's I just, mean, we pointed out, but I mean, yeah. it really should have come up more. It's also one of the things I, I just, we, we skipped over was her sister and her, very different accents. That extremely different accents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's a regional thing. They got separated and then she became Danish. Yeah. But I love I love the uh, Eddie kind of when there's back and forth between the two. And thankfully, they both don't speak that much. But it's Schwarzenegger and her. And it's just the, the mastery of English involved oh, there. Just that, but she's her just like her tonality or delivery is so just flat and, and awful. Yeah. Commas are the wrong. Yeah. It's like she learned. It's, just, it's like she learned the lines phonetically. Yeah. And. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if that's. I wonder if she was so shit at English at that point. Maybe she did learn the lines phonetically. Quite, quite possibly. I mean, yeah. she was basically just a Danish model that they that they saw and went, "We like her." And yeah, got the role pretty quickly after after Sandal Bergman uh, didn't want to do it. Yeah. So here's something that maybe realize, and I know we're you know we're talking about uh, we're talking about the movies here, but uh, boy, this movie what what I really came out of it is is for a greater appreciation. Of Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, yeah, because Brienne of Tarth is awesome, yeah, and is great at fighting. It looks badass, and, and and it's every part of a good modern kick-ass woman. And then this movie was just, oof, well, I was, was I was I was joking to myself about uh, this thing being the sort of the female Ghostbusters to Conan, uh, that like, you know, like well, let's make a lady version of it. Oh yeah, and then thinking that they tried because it ruined your childhood. They yes. Yeah. <laughs> That the presence of a woman made. Oh yeah. my god, I can't, I can't face it. Uh, no, they were going to remake this. I forgot that they were going to do this in like 2015. They were, uh, or no, it was earlier than that. But they were going to redo it. It was going to be Robert Rodriguez, uh, and oh, what's her flipping name? Rose McGowan as really? Red Sonia. Yeah, uh. and there started being like promo stuff for it, and then like it all just fell apart. Uh, I don't know if that was the same time that it was revealed they were having an affair. Um, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Wow, that's a weird choice. Yeah, and yeah, because everyone was like, "Oh, really? Like, where there's there's legitimately like badass females out there, or even that you know that are good actresses, or even that one woman. Um, she was an MMA person, Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah. There's like, what? Her? Why not? No, let's go with Rose McGowan. And yeah. then it just it fell apart, and then it's like I guess in development hell, and we'll never ever see the light of day. But yeah, you could totally make a a suit. You could you could make this movie so much better now. It would still be just you know it's it's not like a, a high art. It's a sword and sandals pick, but it, you could make this so much better and yeah. more interesting and, and badass. I wouldn't mind a, a remake of this. No, I totally I'm totally a, for it. A lot of the, kind of the bones of it. It's kind of fun, but the the thing that I I think I hated most about this movie was was when you came in earlier tonight and, and referenced that it's less than less than an hour and a half. Yeah. And I was just in shock. Yeah. It's because I, I, I would have like previous that if you said, Hey Alex, how long do you think this movie was? I would have said two fifteen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's so plotting. And like I was saying, like the direction is just so like anything that's supposed to be funny is just done just sort of matter of factly. 
like the the I, I'm not even gonna bother to look up the director's name. Like there there's no attempt to make any of this artful. It's there's there's seems to be this expectation that all the pieces are gonna do the heavy lifting. That that you yeah. don't need to orchestrate it at all. That the set's gonna be cool enough. That we're just gonna be taken by that. That somehow the action's gonna be good enough. That the, it's just shot so just rotely, like just matter of fact. And it, it loses so much. And so you have, you're finding this giant underwater machine. That could be great. That could be super exciting, even with a with a low budget. Uh, no, let's not do that. Let's just set up the camera, roll it, let's move on. Yeah. So for the audience at home, uh, if you didn't watch this before you listened to this episode, uh, you know, if you can find it for free, there's there's some scenes that are definitely worth watching. But boy, anytime, anytime there's a... Uh, you know, not a sword out. Don't don't yeah. watch the movie. And that little kid. Don't watch that little kid. It made me want to go back and watch Conan the Destroyer, which is not a not high praise uh, for either movie, but it uh, is something that made me. Which one was the Destroyer? The ba- the bad one. That's the one we, the, not... with with Olivia Diabo as the like the the sorcerer's daughter or something. That's the one, the one yeah. with the with the room of mirrors. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah. The other one's with James Earl Jones. Yeah. Yeah. The James Earl Jones one was the good one. With yeah. the Tesla Doom or whatever his name was. Was that really his name? No, his name is is like uh uh Tus, Tus, Tulsa 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 not, Oklahoma. It, it's something Doom. Yeah. Tussle of Doom. Tussle Doom. Yes. Victor the, Von Doom. V- Victor Von Tussle. Yes. All right, John. Here's the deal. Here's the situation. Next episode, we're going to enter a fascist future where all forms of feeling are illegal. But they really like starting words with the same letter in a row. Some kind of consonants. A man in charge of enforcing the law rises to overthrow the system. That's right. We're watching Gattaca, a.k.a. Equilibrium. Oh. I shouldn't have said that. We're watching (laughs) Equilibrium. I'm the only one that gets those movies confused. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, they're both gray and featured guys with slicked hair. You know that's that's probably what happened. Uh, so this movie is a uh, Christian Bale. He uh, he he he. Fi- oh wait a second! People who like this also liked first thing on IMDb, Gattaca. Oh, all right. Well, see, yeah, it's about you know suppression of things. Gattaca, they suppress things. Yeah, they both they're both like kind of like enjoyment of movies. <laughs> they're both bland white guys. Um, so anyway, yeah, this movie stars uh, Christian Bale and uh, Christian Bale has been called the Thinking Man's Ethan Hawke. No, he hasn't. By me, <laughs> yeah. just now. Well, okay, well, fine. That that hardly counts though. Sean Bean, Emily Watson, and somebody called Seafull Cast and Crew. Yeah. Mm. Must be Asian. Uh, related to C. Thomas Howell. Ah, yes, Soul Man himself. All right, so that's uh, that's that's C. Thomas Howell, right? Yeah, it's totally okay. C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> it's, it's the only movie I he would he would rather it not be, but it absolutely is. Well, that's his fault. That'll teach you for taking so many self tanning pills or whatever the fuck that garbage plot was. Uh, yeah, so that's what we're watching Equilibrium. Uh, we didn't look to see where it's available, but if you can't find it, then you know you got issues. I feel bad yeah. for you. Son. You should you should own it already. I got ninety nine problems, but finding a place to source Equilibrium is not one. As, yeah. as, as the as the rap song says as that is exactly what it says yes so that's it uh do that uh if you're listening now that means you like the show enough to listen to the whole thing go to itunes leave a review that'd be lovely or stitcher or google play or wherever the hell you get it from we're everywhere cool i love you all bye bye